Recently, St. Louis in Tune had the opportunity to interview candidates for the mayoral race in the city of St. Louis. Don't forget the primary election will be held on March the 2nd and the general election on April the 6th. Let's listen now to an interview that we had with Kara Spencer. Kara Spencer was born in South City and has lived most of her life in the region. She is the first in her family to earn a college degree and worked her way through Truman State University tutoring and serving burgers. She graduated with a degree in math and became a consultant to Fortune 100 companies, providing strategic advice in the form of mathematical modeling on product development to assist them in making smart decisions for their bottom line. She got into politics in 2015 when she ran for and won the seat in the 20th Ward and has been serving on the Board of Aldermen ever since. Your experiences in the private sector and also on the Board of Aldermen are really going to assist you in running for mayor and being the mayor? Absolutely. I studied mathematics. This is really a creative subject, one that's rooted in problem solving. And that's what I did for large companies, help them solve their biggest problems. And let's face it, the city of St. Louis has a lot of problems and we've got to be smart about how we solve them. They've got to be smart financially and they've got to be effective. And we've got to have a mayor at the helm who can really help evaluate that and steer the ship in the right direction. So why do you want to be the mayor of the city of St. Louis? It's it's a very tough job. It's We're in a very difficult situation right now, even prior to COVID. Why do you want to be the mayor? Well, look, first and foremost, I love St. Louis. I believe in St. Louis. Uh, I live right here in south uh, part of our city, overlooking the nation's mightiest river. Uh, We have phenomenal assets here in St. Louis, our incredible history, our cultural amenities, but we have some real serious challenges. If we are going to turn our community, the St. Louis region, into one that is growing, uh, we have got to address some of these real serious issues here in the city of St. Louis. And we're not going to do that on Twitter. We're not going to do that simply because we want to. We are going to have to do the real hard work of turning our city around. And if I want to continue to live here, I want St. Louis to be a place where my son, my nine-year-old, can uh, enjoy gainful employment uh, when he is of age. Uh, I want this to be a community my family can continue to flourish in. And in order for that to be the case, we've got to change course. So what are the serious issues you mentioned that? What are those serious issues that you see would be your priorities as mayor of the city of St. Louis? You know, our biggest challenge, number one, is addressing the violence in our neighborhoods and in our downtown. Uh, we have some real racial inequities, racial disparities, and racial segregation. And we have an enormous amount of poverty here in the city of St. Louis. These things are interrelated, and we've got to get serious about tackling them. We are an anomaly in the United States for continuing to see violence increase in St. Louis. And it's time to change the way we're going about addressing violence. We've got to get serious about it. We've got to have a plan. And once we start to address violence, um, then we can really turn around our national reputation. But it's important that we do that rooted in trust alongside of addressing some of these other structural inequities in our communities. So how would you go about achieving some goals related to violence or racial inequity and or poverty? What are goals you would set and how would you go about trying to accomplish those? Well, like I said, first and foremost, we have got to stop the bleeding. Uh, You know, we've got to address violence head on. I've put together a 10-step plan uh, alongside a 
professionals across the nation who have really been effective at dealing with violence in their communities. Uh, so taking best practices from other cities and bringing them here to the city of St. Louis, the first of which establish a strategy uh, coming out of the civic progress initiated Teneo report, that study that looked at the St. Louis Police Department, showed us that we don't have a strategy for dealing with violence, a department-wide strategy. This is unacceptable. We are going to put one in place, and it's going to include, first and foremost, bringing in focused deterrence. This is a data-driven program that has been very successful in other cities, most recently in Oakland, a city which, by the way, looks a lot like St. Louis and its demographics. Um, and Focused deterrence helped that city reduce its homicide rate by 50% in just six years. So we're going to start by bringing programs like that to the city of St. Louis. And we're going to, we're going to be serious about addressing the real um, distrust between our communities and our police department so we can work better together. Why do you think that, why do you think that distrust exists within our community? Because we haven't been serious about addressing it. Look, we know that the, <laughs> that the communities that are the witnesses and victims of violence, many of those members of that community don't trust our police department. So they're not sharing the vital information that our police department, our law enforcement needs to solve the violence. Let's face it. Violence is a, dis there's an enormous amount of disparity in where violence is taking place. And it is in those communities. So the first step is really to <laughs> make those neighborhoods safer. Um, but we've got some other real serious issues when people are wanting to engage and they're picking up the phone to share information about uh, uh, criminal activity in their communities. The city of St. Louis is failing to pick up the phone. We know that 25% of all 911 calls are answered by a recording. This is unacceptable and really breaks down the trust that people have in the system as a whole. So recognizing those deficiencies and getting serious about addressing them is a key component to building trust within our communities. How would you... How would you raise some equity within the community racially? Well, again, it starts by picking up the phone. Uh, Mayor Kristen started a, uh, a program called Cops and Clinicians. And what it does is it diverts some of the 911 calls out of the uh, emergency uh, officer with gun response into community health workers. And this is a great program. Uh, if elected mayor, I'm, I'm going to expand this so that we can be more efficient and more judicious with the deployment of our officer resources, but also more effective in addressing the issues, the underlying issues in the community that we're experiencing. So when a, we're having a uh, health crisis or other things, we may not need an armed officer or several armed officers to respond, maybe better serve to have a social worker or a community health worker engaging in those communities. You know, we have to remember that the witnesses and victims of violent of violent crime need, in order for us to solve those, to share very sensitive information. This is information that could get people killed in our streets. So when we're working on getting that information shared, we have to be very sensitive to the real dangers that interacting with our police department can pose in those communities and effectively communicating through social workers and, and making sure that we have a victim's first model to do our job to protect 
that uh, those folks that are sharing information with our police department has got to be a top priority. Now, I know you also mentioned poverty, and that seems to be encompassing different areas within the city, more uh, severely in, in certain areas. What would you do to address the poverty situation within our community? Well, you know, we have got to make our, re- for, you know, the big picture, the long-term solution is to make St. Louis grow again. Our community, the St. Louis region, hasn't grown an iota since the dad was born four decades ago. This is unacceptable. Uh, and what that means is we are a zero-sum game. So every home that's built in Winsville, and there's a lot of them being built out there, means a vacancy in the city of St. Louis. We're hollowing out our, our, you know, our cultural center here in the city. And that is leaving the city of St. Louis with a poverty rate of about three times the regional average. And that's putting the financial burden of pulling people out of poverty on those who are living in poverty. And that's really an unsustainable model. So we've got to position our community for growth so that we can start to even out that financial burden of helping give people the tools out of poverty. Um, and that means addressing, you know, uh, first of all, planning for success, you know, addressing our reputational issues nationally and making St. Louis a place where employers can come and base. But secondly, we, we really do have to get serious about um, how the, the tools we have to get people out of poverty now. And that means educating our kids, having a plan to provide a quality education for every child in St. Louis and the most vulnerable among us. And, you know, we have seen recently the, the closure, the proposed closure of several St. Louis public schools. And we are going about this in an ad hoc manner without supporting the public school system that educates the majority of our kids and those kids who are lifelong St. Louis citizens and will make up the workforce of our community that will either attract or not attract employers to come and base here. There's been a great deal of investment in the city, and there continues to be, and it seems to me that sometimes the city hangs onto large-scale projects, yet they lack a supportive base of infrastructure and safety and lack continued support from residents. And, you know, I'm talking about like the Arch Project or Wash Avenue or Ballpark Village, the new soccer stadium, NGA. What will you do as mayor to maximize the boost to city, to the city and maintain and strengthen the foundational areas of infrastructure and safety. Because with really without those, these are silo projects that that are yep. just uh, beneficiaries of revenue. And yet the rest of the city does not have this foundational structure of safety and infrastructure to support the influx of people coming in from the region to go to those activities. Right. Well, you, you're right. We've got to get uh, smart about public safety first and foremost. That's where my 10-step plan comes in place. And we're going to be leaning into that civic progress commissioned study of our police department, which shows that we have a lot of redundancies and inefficiencies built into our police department as it is. So getting that right is a first step. It's not going to cost any more money. Okay. It's going to be smarter deployment of those resources that we already have. It's going to free up officers to focus on violence and community policing, which will make our police department more efficient and effective. Some of those other things I talked about shifting our not emergency uh, calls into 
other resources and shoring up some of the administrative function of city government that supports public safety. And I'm talking about the building division and making sure that building code violations and bad landlords who are renting to the bad actors in our communities are held accountable. So that's a real public safety plan that will not cost an additional amount of money. Uh, Our building division is one of those departments where every dollar you put in, they return a dollar and seven cents back. These are smart investments. So first and foremost, shoring that up, working with the business community uh, and those folks that are making an investment is a critical piece here. I mentioned that Civic Progress Commission Tenado study. The business community, those folks who are making those investments that you're talking about, have already been a partner here in helping drive solutions. And they commissioned that pretty much outside of the city. Um, but um, making setting that table so that uh, our administration, the real crux of St. Louis city government, is working hand-in-hand with our business community to drive solutions is paramount. You know, the city of St. Louis engaged in the last couple of years, not foc- focusing not entirely, but in a large part, uh, its economic development strategy on privatizing our airport, leaving out of the conversation two key pieces here, the business community and the regional leadership. And so we need to drive those solutions with everybody at the table um, so that we can have solutions that work to increase the size of the overall pie rather than trying to fight each other uh, for the <laughs> diminishing returns of a community that isn't growing. So speaking of uh, regional collaboration, what do we need to do to get regional collaboration on homelessness? Oh, well, you know, I, I mentioned that airport situation. You know, we cannot expect, you know, we cannot you know, embark upon our strategy of economic development and thumb our noses at the rest of the region uh, when it comes to the airport and then turn around and ask for help about air, about homelessness. So we've got to be sitting at the table for all these issues. And homelessness is a big one. Uh, we are one of the states, uh, one of the few states that fail at the state level to provide funding for homelessness. And this is unacceptable. So we're going to have to go to the state of Missouri and get some real funding from a big source like the state of Missouri. But secondly, we do have to work as a region. Uh, The way you do that is by building relationships. Let's face it, when the pandemic hit, the city of St. Louis was ill-equipped to deal uh, with that serious of a health crisis and the population of of the unhoused are most vulnerable. But St. Louis County did a pretty darn good job of making, of getting, of being ready for that. So being in collaboration between the city and the county health departments is a key piece here. And the uh, the conversation needs to turn from uh, the St. Louis Pandemic Task Force, which, by the way, was a pretty good development coming out of the pandemic, uh, stabilizing that, moving forward and say, okay, now what next? How can we now collaborate and use this as a as a um, uh, you know model for collaborating moving forward? What do you think's been the impediment to having these kinds of collaborative efforts? I think a lot of it has been uh, relational. You know, we are failing to sit at the table together. I you know I mentioned that airport conversation. I'll mention it again, but. You know, we're failing to build relationships across the political boundaries. When I came onto the Board of Aldermen, I realized that 
uh, we didn't have those kinds of relationships. So I went out to the St. Louis Municipal League, the League of Governments that represents the, you know, kind of municipal government structure. And I asked to join the board of directors. Uh, I'm the first member of the St. Louis Municipal League from the largest muni, the city of St. Louis, in 100 years. And my service out there on that executive board has really helped me build relationships uh, in the region that we'll be able to lean on. Um, and, you know, again, through that conversation about airport privatization, I use that as an opportunity to sit down with County Executive Steve Aylman and build that relationship so that we have a foundation uh, to build off of and talk about other issues, some of which we'll agree on, some of which we will not, but a real commitment to sitting down with regional leaderships um, has got to be a key piece of how we move forward through the next few years so that we can develop that broader regional strategy for growth. Urban planning seems to be a big area, especially in our community. And some people have talked about form-based codes. And actually that is used in in the Central West End and I believe uh, down at Tower Grove East, if I'm not mistaken. But what have you done to educate yourself about 21st century urban planning? Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, the first of which is that we need to plan. <laughs> um, you know, we've failed really to invest in planning in St. Louis. We've become our you know, sort of economic development strategy has really been reactionary in that we rely on developers to come to the city with uh, proposals and we either approve them or we don't. Um, and, you know, when you look at the investment that we've put into planning, it's pennies compared to what a city our size should do. Um, you know, I think the city of Springfield has a planning department about three times the size of the city of St. Louis. That is unacceptable. So the first is that we've really got to invest in uh, adequate planning for a city of our size. Um, and, you know, I have worked with um, ULI, um, Urban Land Institute, other organizations that on what planning can and should do for a community to better understand that. And we're going to have to lean into those organizations to help us develop a much more robust 21st century planning department. Um, we have some great folks down there. Don Rowe has been leading planning for several years, for so many years, I can't count. Uh, but he really needs more staffing. Uh, to be able to do that. Um, and that's going to be tough in a budget cycle, uh, like what looks ahead. But I am confident having built those relationships with entities that uh, participate in development in our broader community, that they will help come to the table and help us fund some of this work. Because let's, at the end of the day, if we are not planning for our future, investing in our city doesn't make sense. So the smarter we get about planning, the more secure those investments are and those folks who are interested in making those investments want to help invest in in planning for a successful future. So what are your thoughts on streamlining the bureaucracy within the city? Well, uh, you know, bringing our government up to a 21st century baseline is, is, is paramount. It's so important. When I launched my campaign, I joked that I would throw the typewriters out of city hall. But the reality is there are typewriters filling very basic roles in city government. When I filed a run for mayor, I filled out several forms on carbon paper, actual carbon paper. So the first step in really breaking down the bureaucracy is making our government function in a 
in a modern way so that the building division can communicate effectively with some of the other departments, most especially our police department and other areas of public safety, so we can share that vital information. Currently, those computer systems are so old, they do not, they do not have the capacity to even communicate with each other. And so we're going to have to make smart investments in technology to reduce the bureaucracy as a first point. Now, I know that's going to cost money, but if you can think about opening up a pizza joint and walking in to an old you know, building and seeing a typewriter there and say, well, we don't need to buy a computer. We're going to use this typewriter. It would be ludicrous. We'd need to, because you would waste so much money using that old form of technology. And the city of St. Louis is no different. We've got to make those investments. We've got to be smart about them. Um, But they will help us save money, and they'll help break down some of that bureaucracy. The bureaucracy also involves people. How do you go about handling people who are not doing their job or when the accepted norm of a department is less than the standard it should be? Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I've experienced it myself. I in City Hall, but look, we have to provide our staff a real purpose for being there, and we have to inspire our staff. Uh, you know, what is the purpose of city government? We have to reorient the entire government apparatus itself to remind our city employees just what it is we're doing down here. We are here to make our city a phenomenal place to live and work again. And once we start to improve the service and that level of communication, I think we'll see our staff uh, adjust to that. And if we have members of our staff and community that don't want to get online, well, you know, we're going to have to deal with that. I I think we're going to see some turnover in the next few years anyway, as our aging uh, staffing community starts to retire. You're going to see, we've talked a lot about who's going to run these departments and that sort of thing. And we have, let's face it, we have some older folks that are working there. So there's going to be a natural turnover anyway. We need a leader at the helm who can really help inspire a real purpose of serving uh, with, uh, for our city. You happen to get on an elevator that I'm on, and we're going up 25 stories. Give me your 45-second pitch on why Kara Spencer should be elected the next mayor of the city of St. Louis. I'm bullish on the city of St. Louis. We are a phenomenal city with assets that booming cities around us uh, would kill for. But we are failing at some very basic levels. Uh, I'm running to serve as our next mayor uh, with the citizens' best interest at the heart of every decision I've ever made at the board. I have the experience understanding how our departments work and how to make them better. And I am coming in here to turn the trajectory of our city around. We are tired as a community of promises, empty promises that have failed Uh, Time and time again, I'm a breath of fresh air, I'm a new perspective, but I have the experience at the Board of Aldermen to know how to get in there and change the course on history uh, moving forward of the city of St. Louis. So I hope you'll consider me on March 2nd. We've got a website up that has a lot more information about that 10-step crime plan, uh, some other information about my policy positions on other things, and you can find that at Kara Spencer for the number four mayor.com. Alderwoman Kara Spencer, we thank you for coming on St. Louis in Tune today to talk about your candidacy for the mayor of the city of St. Louis. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity.